0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston podcast. On today's episode, we have Adam. I still don't remember how to pronounce his last name. Adam is the CEO of Effective Fitness, also a good friend, and also my dog trainer. He also suggested that we put a parental advisory warning on this episode because he drops a few F-bombs. We talked about a bunch of things that we do know a lot about, and then we talked about a bunch of things that we don't know anything about. We probably made some speculations um, about cholesterol levels and glucose that are completely biased and inaccurate. But either way, we had fun. If you don't already, go give Police Post Fifty and Effective Training a follow on Instagram and enjoy the episode. Okay. Well, we're gonna try the thing where I don't have to start it, and we're just gonna yeah, just try we're it. Just recording. Just, I oh, just we're already recording.
1: Know. Oh, see, perfect.
0: Yeah exactly <laughs> that, was, that was pretty easy Just
1: lead into it that's how all the famous people do it
0: well I'm not famous so I don't know
1: you're famous right now
0: mm, I don't know this who this is the
1: Dr. Briel podcast the healthy, well, healthy
0: Charleston podcast
1: hosted by Hannah Briel doctor
0: we do have which doctor. is really funny because I had to ask Brandon I was like who's listening like what are the stats and he was like well since May we have 500 more listeners that's when I took it over, and I was like, "Suck it, Eve." Yeah, people well, like my voice more than yours. <clears throat>
1: Eve's really boring when it comes to certain things. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to be motivating. He is not.
0: In what regard? Just
1: kidding. Eve is the man. I just saw him second. Yeah, I, I love, I love that dude. He's definitely motivated me to, to be better at everything. I've known Eve since he was working at, for a PT in a box over in West Ashley. And then he decided. Mm. I remember he was talking about made before you before it was called. Yeah. Made were you maybe. a patient? I was. I'd imagine that's really funny. What were you was,
0: seeing him for? Was it him or were you? Just you
1: know, it was him. It was him specifically for dry needling. I was. there You
0: were, of course, of course, you were only I was there for dry needling. I you were was, like, yeah, hey I'm, needle my face, oh, man. Oh,
1: he would hook us up. He would. <laughs> you know, he would. He'd be like, you know what? Cancel my next. I'm just here to needle you guys. I'm talking like fifty to sixty needles at one time. He was just. He just didn't like it there and he was. He hated like, it. Hated it there. And then he branched out and he was talking about how he had this idea and he well, moved across to Discovery and had a really shitty little cubicle type place. Mm-hmm. Now he's crushing it. So he's kind of. I've seen him grow from zero to hero. Not that he was a zero to begin with, but. Definitely a here. zero. No, I mean, <laughs> definitely, definitely a zero. Yeah, maybe a, a zero. one. Maybe a one to it. He's a solid
0: well, guy. Well, now, man. I mean, he's like. Look at him. Like, he's crushing it. Yeah, I mean... He's, he's got good.
1: employees, he's got, you know, made to move, he's got... Now
0: he's teaching other people how to do how to do this. How to crush, and he's one reason why I
1: left my job as a cop to do effective fitness.
0: Oh, you were still a cop? When? Oh, yeah. It's funny, though, because obviously, like, he hated Imagine, but, like, if he never wasn't Imagine, Effective Fitness probably would have never been a thing. I would have never met him. Yeah, so, I like... I would have never
1: met him, so... You so know, many things he was different. in his, yeah exactly he was in a shitty position I was in a I don't want to say I was in a shitty position but I was in a spot where I had a goal and I just brought him this idea one day of I kept seeing unfit police officers and I said there's nothing really good out there because I did CrossFit for sick before it was cool yeah when it back was in 2000 like, and I started CrossFit wow. in 2010 or 11 oh and I did it yeah I did it uh <laughs> Yeah, no big deal. Where'd you do it? I do have a founding member Ironbridge shirt. Actually, is that what you're wearing? No. no I was yeah. like, that's an EFT shirt. No. <laughs> but I do have it, but whenever Keith and Beth started it, I did have a, I did have an Ironbridge founding membership because I helped them with their floors before they even put the stall mats in there. That's how. That's how you went to Ironbridge? No, I went to CrossFit Integrity.
0: Oh, the OGs Cost. of the OGs. Yeah. I don't even know. 61. Well, it's cycled through so many owners, right? So,
1: Brian Cost was the first owner. Mm-hmm. Um, good guy. He was kind of weird, but he was a good guy. And then... Um, you
0: okay if he hears that?
1: Oh, I don't care. Okay. I know Brian. I know he hunts. <laughs> Him and I are good. It's, it's, I mean, he, he knows he's weird as fuck, so it's, it's, it's all good there. So, <laughs> went from Brian Cost to, I think, one of the Yibs owned it, I think, maybe. Um, I don't know. Yib. Patrick Yib. Um, that name does sound familiar. Yeah. Short little Jack Asian dude. Just can move a lot of weight. He's awesome. I love Patrick. Pat. um, He was, I'm telling you, he was like, he was like power cleaning upwards of like 450. Shoot. Oh, yeah. And and he was not even, he couldn't even. No. He was 19, 20 years old. Yeah, but he's also like, you know, short, but.
0: Not much to pull. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: again, just ridiculously strong. Anyway, so, you know, I did the whole CrossFit thing and then I kind of realized whenever I became a cop. And I started training, like, really heavy in CrossFit. I was, like, was doing two-a-days, training at 6 a.m., and then training at 6 p.m. after I get off. I did that for a while, and I realized that CrossFit was just destroying my body. And I guess it was probably my own fault because I wasn't managing my own volume. And
0: doing two-a-days. And I was doing
1: two-a-days. Strength in the morning, and then a lot of metabolic conditioning in the afternoon.
0: Were you doing this, like, were you programming it for yourself? No, I was...
1: So I was doing a strength program that, of okay. course, I was doing on my own, yeah. and then I was doing whatever the gym the had class that day. Workout. But I just would skip the strength part, like in the beginning, like there was, you know, we were doing you would a just five, like five sit by there? five. No, I would, <laughs> I would work on my mobility because I really sucked at mobility. Because
0: nowadays it's like you do the class workout and that's it. Like, you, yeah, you, mm. you have to like you participate in what the class is doing.
1: But my issue with CrossFit that I found was when it came to law enforcement aspect of it, it was it was one, it was very expensive. Right, because you're looking at across. You're looking at 180 bucks a person. Plus, you got to buy the cool fucking shoes and the wrist wraps and the knee <laughs> sleeves and the jump rope and the chalk things. The so lemon, the grips, and the, the, grips lemon, and 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 the and bird dogs and, and the, the rope. And, and, yeah, and the, yeah. And so you you got to buy that stuff.
0: You don't have to.
1: <clears throat> oh no, you don't. I mean, this is the thing: is they buy all this stuff. And you saw my up, new
0: shoes, right?
1: I did. their style that the, I that the, I taped tape on the front. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in the next <laughs> 30 minutes. So, but at the same time. You know, CrossFit was it was very cult-like, but again, it was it was a healthy cult because everybody was, hey, let's eat well, let's get better. Can you beat my time? You know, we mm-hmm. were just tr- trying to push each other to be better. But at the same time, for me, I found myself felt like I was degrading. Like I felt like I was I wasn't really I was yes, I was getting stronger, but in performance-wise for my job, I just felt like I wasn't optimal for my job. Do
0: You feel it's, like it was taking away from your performance? I do. At your job? I do
1: because it I was so wrecked. Yeah. From training that, it was
0: like training for crossfit, not training for your job.
1: Exactly. And so when I felt when I would go to work and I would have to get out of my car or have to run or do anything, I was wrecked. And so even with all the recovery and the foam rolling and the supplements and the dry needling and all this all this stuff to try to recover, it it was just the volume. It was just so much volume for my body. And I got big, I got strong, and it what was happened? cool. Uh, yeah, no, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <Yeah? laughs> yeah, uh, I switched proteins.
0: Yeah?
1: Yeah, I switched proteins. No, and so I just, I, I also wanted to work on other disciplines like jujitsu. And so I, I, I left CrossFit and I started building a home gym. I started doing more lower volume but strength related workouts. And about. You L- two- lost
0: a good one. When when you left CrossFit, we definitely did. Yeah. The like as a whole has been suffering since
1: I know. I've been seeing the post and everybody's you like, know, Adam, please come back. Nobody can still be my hell on time <laughs> of seven thirty nine. Oh yeah. It's okay though. No big deal. Not that I remember. I don't those even days. know
0: if that's if that's that good anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I can tell I you. Look that. It up.
1: Which is it Cindy, which is like the 5, 10, 15 mm-hmm. one. That's
0: a twenty minute AMRAP.
1: Yeah, I hit like twenty seven rounds.
0: Sick, wow, Jason
1: Kalipa suck sucking. That's awesome, yeah.
0: So, you started doing stuff on your own,
1: yeah. So, I just started doing my own. I would find things online, and that was more. I looked for the tactical athlete because that's what yeah. I felt like I was. That word tactical, you throw it on a water bottle, it it's a great really, buzzword. It becomes really cool. Like, if I Drink just put if you're tactical, tactical from the island Fiji water, mm-hmm. and it becomes, and you just get a little sharpie, you turn it black, and then it's tactical. Um, but at the same time, I I didn't know what I was doing because I just didn't have that experience of the guidance of how many reps, percentages, certain form things. I mean, obviously, my form was a lot better since CrossFit. That's the one that CrossFit did help me with is I did really have uh, – Brian Koss was a phenomenal coach when it came to form, things like that. I didn't really agree with his methods now that I think back because his volume was – I mean, it was absolutely stupid. And he was like, yeah, I got to have double knee surgery. I'm like – He's like, yeah, but we need to squat four times a week. I'm like, yeah, bro, I don't think that's a good idea, just because you know you can't even squat now. But you're telling people, just... anyways. Yeah, I digress there. But when it came to the other programming, I realized like it's still missing something. It's you can slap military, law enforcement on it, and of course it's sexy, it sells. But it was just still too much for me. So then, about two years ago, two and a half years ago now, I went to E with this idea. I was like, what if we had a program specifically for cops that was Really, just low—I don't want to say low impact—but was really minimal training for maximum effort or minimal like minimal
0: effective dose. Mi- yeah.
1: exactly. And so he was like, "Absolutely." I was like, "Plus, because you got to think about it. Cops aren't just training fitness; they got to train defensive tactics. They have to train
0: cognitive, right? Yeah. Cognitive. A
1: lot of agility and mobility are extremely important in law enforcement. Agility and mobility, I think, are the most underrated things in fitness when it comes to." Uh, being prepared for like a critical incident, like a close encounter incident, being able to manipulate to manipulate your environment, to be able to get somewhere faster than the other person. It's extremely important. It can really change the outcome of a situation. And so, I was like, okay, this is what I have. So me, Eve and Dane, we just started, We you know, we started working on it. At first it was a made to move. We called it police post fitness mm. combined. Oh, that's it, how it started. That's how it started. It was, oh, okay. it was police post fitness and it was with a made to move Togetherness, and then we just realized what are we doing? We're just it, it became confusing to people. They're like, Wait, is it made to move or is mm-hmm. it police post fitness? So then we just decided to change the name to not hit just police officers, we wanted first responders, and really anyone who likes to train. And so, from a business aspect of it, we we're like, Well, if we broaden it, we might get more clients. Well, then we realized, well, we are very niche in what we do, so let's just hit on police officers. So then we ch- changed the name to Effective Fitness Training, and mm-hmm. then Doctor Shiver came on board.
0: Doctor Shiver. Doctor Shiver.
1: Um, and
0: how did he come on board? How did so he, he get I think, this? I'm not really sure
1: how he showed up. I think he just teleported from Duke. But yeah. He, uh, it like Mark. I think he was like an intern. So Eve was talking him up a lot. Hey, this guy he used he to, programmed
0: like he did he that pro- stuff.
1: He programmed for Mash Elite or something like that, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And he's like, "Hey, this guy's really good. I'm doing his programming now. He's awesome. I'm going to bring him on board." Matt came on board, and he really liked the remote coaching side of things, mm-hmm. and he was already really well versed in, in in that process. So he started out, and then once Matt got on board, we had the right team, and it just skyrocketed from there. And now, I left law enforcement in March of this year to. Now we're going to effective fitness full-time, and as of right now, we've helped over 4,000 police officers worldwide. We have one-on-one coaching. You know, we do, we do a lot of stuff, but really our mission is to help people understand you don't have to kill yourself in the gym to see results. And I know that's what you preach a lot, too, is you know those small changes in your diet, small changes in your programming can yield those big results, even though sometimes I don't take my own advice, a.k.a. my elbow.
0: But I'm the same way though. I kill myself in the gym. It
1: it's so crazy because people ask me, "Hey, you know, I feel like you train seven days a week," and it's like I do train seven days a week, but I don't train all the same things seven days a week. I again, I just got done training in jiu-jitsu today, and I was supposed to deadlift this afternoon, but I'm obviously not going to deadlift what I was prescribed because I just got done training for two hours on the mats. So I'm going to instead of doing a three by five, I might do a two by five at a lower percentage or a three by five at a lower percentage.
0: But see most people don't even know what those words mean. And like, you've Mm. had so much experience that you actually feel confident in managing your own volume. That's the difference. And people ask me all the time, Oh, like you don't get injured. Like, you know, you don't deal with any of this. I'm like, Oh no, like name a joint. (laughs) (laughs) Like we deal with it all the time. But when there's someone that's sitting in front of you and they're asking you, how do I help with this pain? Managing volume is normally the, biggest thing but if I don't have pain or like I've kind of accepted this level of pain for myself then I feel like that's why we go a little crazy and also we know that we can get ourselves back from it and like you're not a cop anymore I'm a PT and it doesn't affect my my daily life like I'm training to train this is a sport for me and, and for you in some sense too
1: sure I think I think also for you too is you gotta practice what you preach in the sense of, if I go to a PT, if I came to you, this is why I see you and I see Nate. You guys are performance-based physical therapists. I understand you guys can also deal with, you know, the old farts that break a hip and come in here, hey, right? Man. But at the same time, it's 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 not what you do. It's not what you do. You want to make people better. You don't want to just get them back to regular life. You want them. To yeah. be better than they were, even in their even in their regular life, regardless mm-hmm. of age. That's the difference between you and other PTs. Is you are trying to ex- you try to go above the standard of where they
0: were. Like, yeah, there you are. Saw what I did there. Yeah, I saw did. what I did there.
1: <laughs> so, all you old people listening, don't hate on it. They're going to make you better than you were. You're going to feel seventy is a new thirty five. Don't oh worry. God.
0: Well, we also don't even get we don't get a lot of those people either. Like we get the people that are frustrated with the current healthcare model that want more, that don't feel like that they got a lot out of PT. Um, and so then it's, it's almost easier because we narrow, like you said, like you niche down, like you narrow down. So we don't get a lot of people that get a knee replacement just so they can keep sitting on the couch all day. Right. Right. Like why are you getting the knee replacement? And also what puts you in this place to need a new knee in the first place? I mean, it is sometimes like it's tough because you're like trying to pull out people's goals and you're like, what do you want? Like I have a, a list of things, literally on my computer right now, goals that I have. And some people just
1: they – don't, They don't have goals. They don't have Asperger's. or Maybe I mean, they maybe, just
0: don't know or they're – I don't know.
1: Well, it's not even about the goals. It's about what could you be. And that's kind of what I think sometimes whenever I train. Because again, my fitness training, I'm not – Trying to deadlift a certain amount of weight. I'm not trying to squat 500 pounds. I'm not trying to run a marathon. I don't really even like to run in general. But for the most part, my goal is to slowly increase while also maintaining what I've worked my entire life for, fitness wise. But also, I want it to benefit my life. I want to be able to train jiu jitsu. I want it to help my jiu jitsu game. I want it to help me, um, you know, just live my life better. Than if I were to just say, you know what, I'm not going to go train today. But again, there's there's some people out there that just don't, I guess they just don't get it. And it's, again, you can tell the importance of fitness and health and diet to someone that walks in your office. And they're going to leave here and they're not going to do any of that. And that's extremely frustrating for you as a healthcare provider when your job is to help people. And then when they come back to see you, you're like, hey, did you do your exercises? Like you asked me. And I'm like,
0: No. I'm like, why are you paying me? Yeah, right. Like, it's not all about the exercises. It's It's really not. not. But it still is. I am shocked by people that come here for a healthcare provider and they pay for a healthcare provider and then they don't listen or they argue, they think I'm wrong. And I'm like, I'm not having you pay me for me to tell you lies and for me to not help (laughs) you. Like, why aren't you? I don't get it. And I don't know if that happens. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I'm glad that that's happening. And I hope it's not just to me. I hope it's to every surgeon, every physician. Like, I hope these people are skeptical of everything because I think that's how you should be. But it was surprising. um, So, like, I literally just argued with someone yesterday.
1: So, when it comes to questioning someone who knows more than you, I am 100% about questioning why, why are you doing this or why does this happen? There's absolutely nothing wrong with questioning. But when you start to to say that you know more than somebody or you start to provide again if you can provide evidence especially when it comes to medicine or something like that if if you can provide more evidence or data that's research that supports what you're telling me then you know as a healthcare provider you should be looking and say hey all right i'm looking at a study well you did you look at this part of the study too you know and then kind of work with them on that but sometimes there are just people out there that are just exactly why are you here like you came to me if you don't like what I'm telling you, then please take your money somewhere else. I don't want you to waste your money on me. And plus, I, I want this to be a positive experience. I'm supposed to help you become a better person, be more be more physically prepared, be more capable. And you're over here just yelling at me because you don't like what I've told you.
0: Exactly. It's like someone asks you, hey, do, how do I feel better? How do I be a better cop? How do I lose weight? How do I be more fit? And you're like, here you go. And they're like, no, that's not it. And you're like, what? What, you, I but just it is. like packaged it in a bow and gave it to you, and I get like you're not going to to be able to like impact change by hitting someone over the head with it. That's true. And then it is a dance a lot of the time. Like lifestyle change is tough. Like behavior change is tough, and that's why it's not just like oh, I'm going to tell you to do these three things, and that's the end of it. It's never that. Like the magic I, happens when you're talking to them.
1: I think to one of the biggest way to change your life or. To, or for some, or for something to change your life is through an experience, right? Whether it's an injury, whether it's a traumatic event, whether it's a heart attack, whatever it may be, a traumatic experience can change the way you outlook on something. So, for cops, for example, cops will experience in a 25-year career, they will experience at least 800 plus critical incidents in their in their in their 25-year career as a cop. This is why their life expectancy is like 57 years old.
0: 57?
1: 57. But then you look at it, the average person, the public, mm-hmm. they will experience maybe two to three critical incidences in their life. So you're talking about 800 incidents, and I'm talking shootings, accidents, violent encounters where they're being assaulted. And so you take all that stress and what that does to the body. You're going to have to, if you want to live a long Life outside of law enforcement, you're going to have to take those experiences into consideration and say, how can I change? Do I, get, do I to get better sleep? Do I need mm-hmm. counseling? Do I need to work on my fitness better? Do I need to try different outlets? Do I need to try jujitsu instead of getting my ass beat on the side of the road? Like there are different things, there are different experiences that people exper- can have to make them change their lifestyle. That just applies the same way to probably clients you have. You know, something happens. I was playing golf and I threw my back out, or whatever the case may be. And then they come to you and they you may have seen them three years ago when you told them, hey, you really need to work mm-hmm. on your trunk strength, your blah, blah, <laughs> blah, whatever your problem is. Yeah. And then they come back and you're like, well, look, will you listen to me now? Like I, pro- I promise you I wasn't trying to hurt you in the first place. I wasn't leading you in the wrong direction. This is what I know from my experience and, and from what I've learned from other people. So I think it's, I think it's very important. But how do you approach –
0: Are you interviewing me or am I interviewing you? uh, Well,
1: no, I'm actually legitimate, like, from a healthcare, like, how do you approach someone that has kind of that attitude, that does come to you, that had an incident, how do you approach it? Do you set them like a, do you give them like a plan or do you just give them like, these are the options or?
0: Has an incident, like, what do you mean? So,
1: like, if somebody was golfing or they were Mm -hmm. playing tennis and they hurt their elbow Hmm. or whatever, right, Mm -hmm. that's probably a common thing here, like... They they hit it and something happened. They and they come to you and go, Hannah. This can't happen again. Yeah. What do I do? Like, so what's your what's your plan?
0: Oh, geez.
1: For them, like, like not like what movements. Like, like, what do I tell them? Yes.
0: Well, we need to figure out like why. First of all, like accidents and like injuries can't be prevented, right? We talk about that all the time. But like, how do we get you back stronger than you were before from this and I think the biggest thing, instead of preventing injury, prevent this from becoming a chronic or, like, a nuisance. Like, it happened. Shit happens. You're going to improve. But instead of having this, like, elbow pain or this back pain that just continually, like, comes up, like, do what you need to do and figure it out and nip it in the bud. And whatever. Do the exercises you need to do, like, whatever. Manual therapy. But I think the biggest thing is, like, having them being like confident in the fact that they know what to do if it happens again or like if a if pain comes up again confident in like managing it themselves or at least that they have like a plan or someone to go to so that they can just like keep getting ahead of it um which normally i mean it it depends on the person too and it's also yeah like a lot of it is about tissue capacity, we talk about that too like getting your your elbow back strong or getting your back strong again and a lot of that weakness also comes from the pain and the injury itself Um, and so that's why it kind of varies and it's also like were you necessarily prepared for what you were doing, like should you be playing golf every single day, was that too much volume, is that something that you want to be able to do, okay well then these are the things that you need to do, it's like Fueling yourself. Like, okay, if you want to do this and you want to do all these workouts, like, this is what I need you to eat. Like, this is how much I need you to sleep. Generally, like, especially with the people that you have to make, like, big behavior change or lifestyle change with, in the beginning, I would get really frustrated because I was like, why are you not, like, just do it, right? And then Eve was like, stop putting that pressure on yourself because it can take years. And, like, the more that they hear it, the better – But it can take years, for one, for them to trust you and to like finally for you to realize what their beliefs are. And so now, I mean, it's just normally like a a three to a six month process, depending on the injury, obviously, and depending on their goals to put them in the right right direction. And I think the biggest thing and what we preach all the time is getting someone confident and like in control of their health.
1: That's, I think that's extremely important. And the way that I kind of view it too is the same way that I kind of promote it on Effective Fitness is I consider fitness preventative maintenance. It's just, it's just like an oil change on your car. You don't wait until 10,000 miles till your engine blows and go, holy shit. Now I got...
0: Wait, you don't? Oh, God. Yeah, so, so, so,
1: so I'm Well, you have a forerunner so you're good ayy, for it. Yeah, ayy, on that ayy. thing. Oh, yeah, you're just breaking it in at 250. Mm. And the thing is, is... It's just like an oil change. It's, you don't wait till your engine blows up to say, oh, you know what? I probably should have my oil changed. No, you get it changed every three to 5,000 miles so that you prevent possible catastrophic failure of your car, causing then what? Financial problems, transportation problems. Your wife's going to beat you in the head because you didn't get the oil changed, right? Domestic like these violence. things. Or vice versa. Um, we're not condoning domestic violence on this podcast. have to just note that. But at the but at the same time, fitness is the same way. If you don't progress slowly and say, "Hey, look, just small changes in my lifestyle or small changes in my life three to four times a week can then you can you can maintain those forever.
0: But people the thing is is people view it as a hobby. Like right. I've had people say to me and my friends, "Oh, well, I just don't like working out like y'all do." And I'm like, it's not a hobby. it is a non-negotiable like. It is you put gas in your car regularly to make it go. I mean, there's a ton of analogies, right? Sure, that's like, a phenomenal one. Though. It's yeah. just a habit. It is a lifestyle change. Like, we're, I'm not trying to get you to strength training for three weeks. Like, I'm trying to get you to do this shit for the rest of your life.
1: Absolutely. And then it's so crazy when people when they do that for three months. Man, I feel so good. I'm I'm sleeping better. And then they stop, and I go, "Well, why did you stop?" Well. I had this. And we're seeing this now with with cops. That, you know, again, 40% of cops are obese. 40% compared to it was like 33% of the population or something like that. It's still it's, such a
0: large number. It is. But so for police officers. It's, it's yeah. extremely
1: large. But the lifestyle, the law enforcement lifestyle will make you fat. They give you all the tools to make you obese. Like what? They give you the long hours, the...
0: The stress. The
1: stress, the no sleep, the fast food for 50% off. They give you...
0: That's nice. Yeah, I mean... You also get a discount for Lulu and Noble, so putting that out there. Chick
1: Fil A, you get fifty percent off. 80%. Some Chick Fil A is free. <gasps> yeah, the one in Bluffton. I went there for training, and I was I ordered a Chick Fil A sandwich. So like, okay, here you go. I said, here's my card. It's like, no, it's thank you for your service. And I was all like,
0: Well, I'll have three more Let me get number and a milkshake, two, three, four,
1: <laughs> five, six, and a cookies and cream.
0: I think it's funny that we have the stigma also, of like in movies, like the Fat Cop. Like, <laughs> why is the the person that's supposed to be protecting us that exactly. like why is that our stigma
1: I, I have no idea and because
0: we think they sit in cars all day and watch us speed
1: yeah that's not it's, the thing is a lot of without getting into it oh, a lot I of people who. don't don't yeah. don't really know what law enforcement actually does as a, as a whole but they do do a lot there's a lot of different units out there that do come together and the stress of the job does make it hard to maintain some type of physical fitness but it is possible, and this is what this is what I tell people all the time. If it's a priority, whether you have fifteen kids, five kids, no kids, no limbs, I don't care. If it's a priority to you, you will make time. You. There have been times where I've gotten off shift at two in the morning, and I will drag my pull up bar in the driveway and my squat rack, and I will do squatting and pull ups in the driveway at two a.m. My neighbors think I'm absolutely nuts. And I don't care. Is that but why you're moving? That's why I'm moving <laughs> because my neighbors had enough. They called HOA on my oh ass. My no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But at the same time, the ability to to self-assess is extremely important. This is where I think a lot of people, not just not just in law enforcement, they don't they don't know how to self-assess. They don't know how to f- find their weaknesses. One, they don't want to find weaknesses about themselves because a lot of people are, you know. <laughs> It sucks to find a weakness. It sucks to find something that, that you're not good at. Like, I realized that I sucked at pull-ups whenever I started working out in college. I didn't really start working out until college. And I'm, I'm talking... I, I'm pretty sure I invented kipping in college. Oh, I was whatever. So, so bad where at pull-ups. Where did you go to college? Francis Marion University. Oh, I didn't know that. Florence, yeah. i An educated girl. Well,
0: I knew that. I just didn't know where you went. I, picked, so I don't know. Smart. <laughs> Francis Marion. Um, yeah. The
1: forest is where you went to college. Basically. I did hunt a lot. Um, which is another thing. she should be out there hunting your own food. Oh, my gosh. That's what real men do. Oh, okay. Just kidding. It um, is really good. I, it is. Yeah. It is. it is. I usually bring Matt and even Dane some. What the some heck, medicine. dude? I bring like.
0: I didn't know that you did that. I summer thought. sausage,
1: some backstrap. Oh, yeah. Trap. Dane is
0: always like, where can I get some wild game? Anytime I have patients that hunt. Get your ass in the woods, Dane. Dane get is it. like, do you have any wild game for me? I'm like, what?
1: Get it. Well, aren't you from the country?
0: No, What? What do you mean? What is the country? My parents used to live in Mississippi because that's where their parents lived. That's pretty country. I am not from there. I am from Louisiana. That's pretty country. Twenty minutes from New Orleans, the suburbs. Gator,
1: and they're like gators everywhere.
0: No, actually, yeah, they were in the neighborhood. They're like prominent (laughs) in Louisiana. No, I did not grow up learning how to hunt. My cousins, big hunters, but yeah.
1: Well, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Is
0: weaknesses mindset? What were we talking about?
1: We digressed rabbit hole.
0: I don't think a lot of people like look for self discovery, for lack of a better word. Like people um, don't look in inside and like question and try to be. It, they're just like very surface stagnant level, stagnant, and okay with it, and that's fine. And look, yeah. like there, right, there are those people.
1: Sure, and I think for me, what really helped me learn to self assess was jujitsu. I when would, did you start that uh, about three and a half years ago. I started way too way too old in my day um, I, I feel like Jiu Jitsu I train my fitness programming that I do now effective fitness is to help you get better at other disciplines like Jiu Jitsu and things that are very important to law enforcement sprinting and agility a lot of people don't do those a lot of people don't crawl in their programming crawling is extremely important you
0: love for, crawling expe- you and Matt especially crawling. for ground
1: defense I love it I do it every day I do it every day extremely important it's, it's just it's it's if you can't manage your own body weight on the ground how are you supposed to manage yourself and someone else on the ground
0: and all of your equipment
1: and all of your equipment because you're Which carrying is like
0: 40 50 60 well
1: it's about 27 pounds for the yeah. average person but when it comes to like the specialized units like SWAT guys they mm-hmm. can get upwards of 40 or 50 pounds if they're carrying breaching tools rifles more ammo medical gear all this stuff it just goes up and up and up but Ounces equals pounds, pounds equals weight, weight equals limited mobility, and muscular endurance That's when you start to attack the physical status of an of a police officer, and this is why cops need to train at the highest level possible without the highest level possible. We don't expect, I don't expect cops to be CrossFit athletes. I don't expect them to be Olympic athletes. I don't expect them to be able to run a six minute mile.
0: No, it's not their job. It's, it's,
1: it's Again, if you're training for a specific purpose, my... My my specific purpose now is to train, to get better jiu-jitsu, to help cops become better. I'm not out here, like, doing what Nate does.
0: <laughs> Lifting to add more weight to the bar. Exactly. Well, it's just to, to, to dependent on your sport and your goal sure. and what you're training for. I mean,
1: of, of course. Who doesn't like stacking on plates and yeah. deadlifting, you know, 300 plus pounds? You should. Everybody should want to do that because it, it makes you feel more like a man. But more like a man. More like a man, but but at the same time, it's is it is it a long term thing that I want to do? Is it something that's going to help me benefit in my other disciplines? Again, if you want to get really good at golf, you should program specifically for golf. I feel like if you want to get good at tennis, well, you should program specifically for tennis. Regardless, you're getting fitness in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're burning calories. Your body's moving. But I think too, some people start to neglect certain things when it comes to fitness. And I know I was guilty of I did skip leg day a few times Ooh. in college a few times in college I didn't have the right direction I was, I wanted beach body muscles let's be honest Did every
0: guy in college skips leg day it's, it's, so, it's,
1: it's so apparent now who did
0: yeah it's sad. it's a catastrophe
1: it is it's sad
0: don't skip leg day if you're listening to this and you're in college be different
1: yeah don't take it from someone who skipped leg day
0: See, that was your traumatic experience. That's what made you change. <laughs> That's what I, I say, though. Like, that if the pain of change is more than the pain of staying the same, then yeah. why would I change? I'm about to
1: insult all men everywhere. You ready? Here we go. Your calves are small. Oh, crushed it. It's
0: okay. You're taller. People
1: are crying right now. It's fine. Listen to this In their car, driving. They're 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 just thinking. To I do have
0: a friend who's actually a police officer, and. Do you have small calves? No, well, a lady once told him he had small calves and he never, he'll never forget it. He's pretty jacked otherwise, but the calves, you got to work on those. by but, the But A,
1: people who have small calves, horses have small calves. And look how strong they are, all right? If you have small calves,
0: them. you're still worthy as human.
1: Yeah, and you're probably really fast and agile and you can still squat a lot of weight, probably. Mm, Maybe not as much the as fast I'm pretty
0: fast. Do you have small calves? I do. Let me see. Okay, those aren't that small. They're right. just like normal. They're, they're I, feel like as a, I feel like a, I I have some pretty good calves.
1: You have pretty big calves. Yeah. My mom's got huge calves because she cycles a lot. It's funny. Cyclists, for some reason, have ginormous legs, but runners have very skinny legs. Why is that?
0: Uh, I have a runner and a cyclist right now, and he does. He had, he previously didn't do like any weight training. He does now, but his legs were always jacked. It's, I mean, it's just what do it's cycling, like it's just it's all using legs. your legs. Hundred percent legs. I don't know why. That's I mean, crazy. I'm sure. I maybe I sound like an idiot right now for not knowing. I don't think runners always have small legs.
1: Sprinters usually have yeah. relatively bigger legs, but you look at the long distance guys that they're just freaking toothpicks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the the muscle force is different. They're not built to run. Never slow down.
1: Never slow down. You're welcome, Dane, For that shameless plug.
0: So. Police officers are forty percent obese. They're in, typically unfit, so it should be a pretty easy sell, right?
1: Should be, it, but again, it's more of a lifestyle. And I think people they want that instant gratification, especially in today's world. They want that magic pill, the magic, the magic. They want the HGH workout and What's that? human growth hormone.
0: Human okay, I got it. I got it. Okay.
1: Uh, I went to college, too. Um,
0: well, I went to South Carolina. So, you know. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Hey, um, hey you. So great great it, football. What? What?
0: No, I am an LSU fan because okay. I'm from there. So at least I had that to fall back on. Not this year, though. We suck. You do. It's fine. Everyone sucks except for Clemson and Alabama. Go Tigers. Anyways. Are you a Clemson fan? Yeah, I yeah. am. Anyway, so it should be an easy sell, but it's not, right?
1: It's No. It's not an easy sell. And... Even if you drop the price point, that's what we did because we wanted to make it affordable for all cops. We wanted it to cover every single thing from nutrition to rehab programs to strength training to agility to mobility, everything they would ever need. We even have patrol mobility programs of people that are not mobile at all and they need to understand the importance of it. And we try to make the comparison by using body cam footage and data we collected from the FBI, UCR, the Uniform Crime Report, which shows – Officers assaulted, how they were assaulted, um, and, you know, what the suspect was armed with or whatever. And so we try to take all this data and research and say, what is the minimum amount someone can do to show progress to actually move forward? And obviously with Dr. Matt, Dane, Eve, the Yeah, like, how do you figure
0: this out? My gosh.
1: Right. Well, it's a lot of trial and error, and it's just like a lot of testing on our end is we would set up – scenarios, or again, I spent the majority of a de- almost of like a decade studying body cam footage. Literally, I watch about two hours of body cam footage a day, or maybe like every other day, and I study situations. I study what the officer did, what the suspect did, and the outcome of that situation. And What if it were to be different, or a similar situation with a different outcome, and say, well, what did this officer do different mm-hmm. than this officer? And you take it and say, oh, well, he was able to create distance. Well, Distance gave him time. Time gave him the ability to process the, the situation and then come up with a plan or rely on his training. So, how to how do we create distance? Because that's what because that's what gave him time. So then we know that to create distance, we have to move offline. To be able to move offline, you have to be agile. You have to be mobile, and you have to be able to. You have to be resilient and be able to even if you stumble and fall, recover. How can you recover from that situation? So. We try to hit on things to where people can slowly develop into what we call being effective because if you're not effective, well, then in this line of work, it can be very self-correcting. And this is where the reality of it is, is if you do not train above the standard, the situation will set that standard for you and some people don't go home. And, that's, and it could be I've, – I've, I've been to law enforcement funerals and they are the absolute worst thing you could ever go to. Because you see the family, you see the kids crying, and you're just mm-hmm. like, well, I need to be better. Like, I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't want this to happen to me. And so the only way to move forward from there is to make yourself better. It's all depending on you. Nobody's going to do the work for you. And this is what I try to tell cops is on the side of the street when it's you versus the other guy and he wants to kill you, nobody is coming to save you. It is you. It is only you. You
0: are saving. You are yeah. saving
1: you. It's not the chief. It's not the news media. It's not anybody. It is you. If you cannot perform, you may not go home. It's as simple as it's not a hard concept to understand. And so when you put it into that perspective or – and what even hurts me more is when cops have been in that situation and they got lucky and they still don't do anything. Yeah. And it's like –
0: Like you got a second chance to take advantage of it and you still are like, well, I got by that time. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Worked for me. And I'm just like, oh my God, you are you know, an idiot. You
0: don't want your law enforcement saying, oh, thank God I got lucky. Right. That doesn't yeah. make you feel yeah.
1: very good. You, you know, again, luck does have something to do with it sometimes. Sometimes, but you don't want to rely on luck. You want to rely on good. I would rather be good than lucky. Ten times out of ten.
0: So what is the standard?
1: The standard is set by the situation.
0: But you said, like, you want to be above the standard.
1: Above the standard. So there there technically is a yeah, standard what is set standard? by. So a standard is what we call liability coverage. And it's just enough so that the agency or the, uh, governing body can say, we trained you enough to this standard. Just like taking a test. You pass a test. Well, you, you, yeah. you have met the standard. Of boards. Ex- boards. Oh gosh. Oh exactly. you're Right.
0: Yeah. At the standard. Right. Yeah, geez, wait, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get yeah. it now.
1: But like when you, when you took that, board test and you passed you became a physical therapist but now you look at someone like you and Nate and Eve and Matt if you were to take the knowledge you know versus someone who just took that test which passed the standard mm-hmm. you guys would know more you guys would you guys have been training above the standard now does that come with experience? absolutely mm-hmm. but does it also come with hard work doing your research? I mean every time I see it's Nate it's just like I know yeah.
0: I think he would sit on his computer and look at research all day yeah.
1: This is why whenever I have a question, I'm like, hey, Nate, do you know anything about this? And he usually like, says yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, I actually wrote a thesis on that. And I'm like, when? Last week while I was lifting logs. I was like, what are you talking about, caveman? Just answer the question. But, um, you know, at the same time, it's it's the standard is – and it, it could be really for anybody. It could be, well, I got by this time. Yeah, but what about next time? And I hate the stigma of, well, my dad was like this or – they try to compare it to someone else, and I, I hate when they do that. They think that someone else is a standard. No, you are your own standard. If you feel like, if you feel like, well, my dad had knee surgery, and look at him; he's fine, but he can't really squat Sometimes he has kind of trouble getting up. But he's fine. Well, how about be better than your and also dad?
0: Like, what is fine? Like, you have like right. A- you know, what maybe is fifty. Oh God, what is normal? Fifty-seven to maybe a hundred years on this earth, and you want it to be fine, just fine. I'm yeah. fine. That I want to hike. Cool. hike.
1: I want to hike. I want to travel. I want to climb shit. I want to. I want to run. I want to jump. I want to. I want to do things. I want to. I mean, not all at the same time.
0: Uh, yes, I want to run, jump, travel, and hike at the same time.
1: All at the same time. I think skydive, which requires no joints, but carry on.
0: Well, no mm. Have you been skydiving? No, I want to. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. I, I, went, I, I Utah, went to Utah. It was awesome. In Utah, is mm-hmm. what you said? I think what you said about like you have to set the standard for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And but again, a lot of people don't know how to sell. It, it, it's it's like a circle. People don't really understand it. It's all about self assessment, mm-hmm. right? So you have to understand. If you can't self-assess, then you're not going to know what your standard is. And then you can't train above that standard. But it's all about, again, it comes back. It's just the fundamentals with anything. It's the consistency of doing the right thing over a long period of time yes. and not making excuses. It
0: doesn't even matter what you, like, choose a thing and do it consistently. That's it. And,
1: and you're, and you're going to get better like at it. Like,
0: I could do this program that I'm going to pay $150 a month for. Or I could do this program that I pay $20 a month for it doesn't matter if I am consistent, I will see improvement. And people think, they try to get really lost in the weeds with it, right? And they're like, I need to be plant-based and I need an intermittent fast and I need to only eat these things and I need to take these supplements. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, how's your nutrition? And that's the first thing people say is, well, I do IF or I do plant-based. I'm like, no, how's your nutrition? Like, I don't care what fad diet you're on right now (laughs) that you think is healthy for you. Yes. Well, let's dive into that. But, like just do these simple things consistently. Stop trying to make it fancy.
1: It's not it's really not rocket science. And again, I, I go back to because it, it really has opened my eyes to not just self defense training or anything like that, but you talk about consistency, we talk about failing, about hitting plateaus, about making progress, breaking through barriers. Jiu Jitsu is literally all of that and more and that it and that applies directly to fitness and your health you're going to hit plateaus there's going to be a point in time where you're not putting any more weight on the bar you're not losing any more weight and some people say oh well i guess it's not working i guess i got to go do a different a different diet i guess i got to go keto or i got to do whatever i got to intermittent fast and i'm like just just do the same thing that you've been doing maybe adjust a little bit here and there figure out why try it if it works for you keep going if it doesn't ask somebody and this is my biggest thing is I am all about gaining more knowledge. I called, I called Kelly. She's one of our programmers for effective fitness. The other day I said, Hey, I have this, I have this bench I want to do. It's like one rep at 95 pounds, rest two minutes, five reps at like, you know, I'm sorry, 95%. And yeah. then, uh, like
0: 95 pounds. Come yeah. on. Adam.
1: One rep. <laughs> rep. <laughs> and then I was like, rest two minutes. Um, Five reps at like eighty-five percent. And I told her, I said, you know what? I don't I don't really want to know that's that's kinda high for me. Like my elbows give me a little trouble. Can I just reduce the weight? But I said, I don't know how to make that conversion. I don't know how to make that conversion from ninety-five to how many how many reps I'd have to do Mm. if I did it. She goes, do seventy-five percent for five reps, rest two minutes, then do sixty-five percent for eight reps, six to eight reps. I didn't know. Kelly knows a lot more than me about fitness and programming. So here I am like she works for effective fitness Mm -hmm. and I'm going, I have no idea how to do this. Like, please help me. That's why I came to you for my, (laughs) for my elbow. I said, Hey Hannah, my elbow hurts. Fix it. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I mean, of course, like I can do my own things and see what helps and dry needle and all this jazz. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not a professional when it, you know, when it comes to this stuff. So reaching out to people that know more than you or have more experience than you is extremely beneficial. And, and, it may cost you a little money. It may cost you some time, but if it if it's a priority. Yeah. You're going to you're going to definitely move forward with it. I think that it's
0: uh, I mean it's, people pay oodles of money for for cars or for nothing or, or yeah, I mean I do that. Yeah. CrossFit
1: yeah. gear. Yeah, right, it's whatever. crazy.
0: And then they're like, "Oh, well, I don't want to pay this for my health." Like, I mean, how much is Effective Fitness?
1: $24 a month. A
0: month? $24 a month. <laughs> That hit, is less than the, the shoe on your left foot. You yeah. know, like way less. Way it's less. 80, it's a third of it. It's
1: 83 cents a day. Yeah. For 83 cents a day, like, you, oh, can, you can mm. feed this. You, <laughs> you can make yourself more fit. It sounds it's like a freaking, uh, like, ASPCA commercial. For 5 cents a day, you can... Oh, my God. You should make... Oh, that would be really good. Yeah. For 83 cents a Just day, have, have, you, you yeah. can make this cock not be fat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's you awful. know, but it's, it's like if
0: you're paying for your health. It's an, not, it's an
1: investment. It's a yeah. Is that uh, not
0: the most important thing, or it, like the it, m- amount of knowledge and education and confidence, like that you'll have this, from this, it's this just,
1: it's just It's just so frustrating too because we think about all that we've put into this, and we've put in programming, rehab programs. I mean, you wrote one of the programs, right? You wrote the lower back program. Did you not? Know
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you did. I think I did. Yeah, I don't pretty remember. Sure. That was a while ago.
1: Dr. Briel, lower back program, effective yeah. fitness training. So we have, you know, the strength program, the agility, the rehab, the literally nutrition everything guidelines, you ever literally everything you could ever want for $24 a month. And you can even, this is the best part is you can even communicate with Dr. Matt yeah. or Kelly and Hey, I have a question. Hey, this is injured. What do I need to do? And if they, they may say, Hey, let's find a way to work around that for 24 bucks a month. You cannot get, it's basically one-on-one training. Is probably the best way to put it for twenty four bucks a month, and it's on your phone, twenty four seven. And we even offer a bodyweight program because COVID's screwing everything up with gyms and stuff. So if you don't act, if you don't have access to a gym, it's mm-hmm. it's there. And so there again, but I can't because
0: it's not a priority. It's, it's not. It's not a priority. And so again,
1: I don't really. I have I have trouble spending time convincing after after a certain point.
0: Like you you have trouble spending too much time or you get like over it?
1: Well, when some, when people say, well, I, I just don't have time. I can't do this. And sometimes I'll ask why, like, why can't you do this? Is there is there like a legitimate reason? Like, did your head fall off or something? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and they're like, well, well no, I, I, you know, you know, financial problems. And I can understand that, but it's $24. I mean, I was, I was, I was making as a cop, I got hired on at twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Twenty seven nine to be exact. That's
0: before taxes, right?
1: That's before taxes. Yeah, I was bringing home like nine hundred and twenty dollars every two weeks. Oh my god. Yeah. I had to I, I literally was eating sardines. Ew. Right?
0: Why what? that why that? Like so all things.
1: Because they're cheap and they're good. What about tuna? Omega threes. Um I I eat tuna too, like the oh like jalapenos, sriracha ones are money. No. Anyways. Yeah. Um don't know me. I'm an adult. Um, You know, but I literally still made it a priority. I said, and I was scrubbing gym floors at Wapu CrossFit for a membership after the gym closed. I was was not too proud because it was something that, I'd love to do. I also got a key to the gym, which was super hey, sweet. That's hey, what it's all about. yo. yeah, that's was, it. That's the real
0: reason I would do. I was it like, I'll
1: totally scrub your floor. I just need a key. I do it after hours. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> you just go crazy with yeah.
1: them, uh, Adam. It's we got a noise complaint at 11:30 p.m. <laughs> yep, yeah, sorry, a real loud machine. I mean,
0: you said you do pull up um, some back squats at 3 a.m. So it's
1: true. That's, that's what I'm saying. I just made it a priority. And again, sometimes I wouldn't do my full programming if I was exhausted that day. I would do like a little, you know, a small little kettlebell flow, but. To kind of come full circle here, I I think it's just important that consistency is what's really going to make people better, and don't wait for that something to happen to make it a, to make it a priority. Because like do it now
0: before shit happens. Yeah. Even totally like agree.
1: even like with COVID, we know that people who are obese are more likely to have very bad symptoms and or die from COVID. Even police officers, a lot of police officers have died from COVID. And the majority of them were overweight. And so you think about it, well, if they were simply just fit, literally, if they were literally just not fat, they would have probably still been here. And it's, well, it's, it, it sounds like a simple fix. Well, it's, it is. It is a it's simple fix. It's doing
0: like an hour, maybe 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour of something every day. It's just like adding it. It's like flossing, which I Did need nutrition to do more. Right? I
1: think it's just like flossing. And I think Matt does a great job of saying just write down your goals and literally write down what you eat for a week. Yeah. Like everything that you eat for a week, even your snacks, all that kind of stuff, and just see where it kinda of leads you. And I think that
0: They realize that you'd be
1: surprised you're ingesting thirty five hundred calories or four thousand calories a day when you should only be eating twenty five hundred calories a day. And then you can start to manipulate from there and say, look, I'm I'm dropping one to one and a half pounds a week now and I feel I feel better. I think, I think that's what it's about. It's about, you know, how you feel. I guess weights are relevant, like how much you weigh, your body fat percentage. I mean, does that really – I mean, is it relevant?
0: I mean, it's relevant to a certain extent. I like mean. when you start to get in like the healthy ranges, no, it's really like I don't really care if you're 15% or if you're 24%.
1: But now like for you, is your – like I got my BMI BMI check. sucks. BMI sucks. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's dumb.
0: It's like a stupid ratio – for most people that lift weights or just most people that like are active, it tells you like you're overweight yeah. because you have more muscle mass. It's just, yeah.
1: yeah. It told me I was under.
0: Hmm. Dang. Well, I can't argue with that. Just kidding. <laughs> no, BMI is not a useful tool. Um, but no, no, I think, you know, like what is fat? What even is overweight? Like obesity right. is a thing and being overweight is a thing, but there is definitely like a healthy weight range. It's not a number. And it depends on the person and it depends on how they feel. Like there are health consequences that may come with more visceral fat, but also like the skinniest looking people can have, like the skinny fat, can yeah. have more visceral fat, which is putting them at a higher risk. So it's not always about like the way that they look or the, the weight and all that. It's just depends on a lot of other things. Uh, but there's definitely a healthy range.
1: Yeah. And that's where... I feel like too some medical professionals that don't really understand fitness or I guess you can even say athletes for that fact will say things like, "Hey, your blood work is off" or "your something like that." And but you know, like in your mind, well, I I know that I'm taking in the right amount of protein for my body to gain muscle. I know that, I'm t-. and then because I had blood work done, and they said that um, like my they were like, "Oh." How much protein do you eat a day? I mean, probably eat like 160, 170 grams a day for my body weight. Yeah. That's too much. And I, I, I kind of looked at him and I said, okay. I, again, I didn't argue. I just said, okay. Then I, I of course, went and got a second opinion. And they're like, you're fine. But it's, again, I take everything with the grain of salt when it comes from doctor's mouth. I, that's why I get second or third opinions. Like, I think ex- everyone ex- should. Everyone should
0: get from- second, third, and everyone should shop around. Absolutely.
1: I think think I think it's extremely important. Especially, I can tell you this from coming from someone who played sports her entire life, dealt with PTs and all this kind of stuff. When it comes to preventative things, seeing a PT before you were injured is also extremely beneficial. That's helped me Boom. a lot. Mini-dab. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, what she just did. Mini-dab. Yeah.
0: You know, it's not the dab, oh. it's a mini-dab. Yeah, it's okay. We're not on camera, she, so it's she,
1: fine. she thinks she's cool. Anyways.
0: The whole, like, protein or, like, the blood work, I want to – I need to learn more about that. Because there's also, you know, a certain amount of, like, fasting blood glucose that's considered healthy or right. unhealthy. But I wonder in people that purposefully carb load and, like, purposefully mm-hmm. are always eating – for their training and for their performance. Like I wonder if those numbers are meant to be different. I don't know. I'm I will admit, I'm way more biased always to think that things are normal adaptations rather than wrong, like good or bad. Right. But um like Nate for example, like was told that he was pre-diabetic based on his blood work. <laughs> and uh. I don't really know what's right or wrong or what's normal or what's not. And I I wonder, I probably need to do more research about that for sure. And like talk to my nutrition friends. um, Because like I purposefully don't let myself get to the point where I'm hungry. Like I don't want to intermittent fast. Like also intermittent fasting does not deplete your glycogen stores. It only does if you don't eat for like 50 to 72 hours. That's also another like misinformation.
1: Like, yeah, I don't want really. to
0: deplete my stores. Like, I've built these bad boys up. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I want carbs, like, I want glycogen, like, all and glucose, like, always available. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, why is it, why do I want that? But also, like, diabetics don't want that. You know, like, what What makes Nate a healthy pre-diabetic? And what makes someone else, like, an unhealthy diabetic? I don't know.
1: See, that's just... I don't know
0: enough about it. That's just my, my, my thoughts.
1: No, I, I, again. This is why getting different opinions and different and looking at different research is extremely important. Because I mean, obviously, you, you can dive and do any type of research for anything, at, especially when it comes into the medical field. Again, it's a little out of my realm, but at the same time, this is why I ask a lot of questions. You know, like Nate, point me in the right direction, or
0: why is that amount of protein too much? Like, what does that right, even mean? Right.
1: And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself. Well, I, I feel, I feel fine. I'm, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting muscle you know I feel like if I can tell when I don't eat enough protein in in the day 100% like right before I go to bed I can feel like you know what I need to have another meal 100% of the time, usually it's because I just like ice cream but
0: yeah wait is it even for it's protein ice cream it's, it's,
1: it's for you know it's cool
0: and like are you know if we feel well and we're able to do the things that we need to do like what are the what are the objective measurements and the markers like what are they telling us are they telling us I don't know I don't know
1: it's a great question. Yeah. For a different uh-huh. podcast with someone else who knows a lot more than me. Exactly.
0: And people are probably going <laughs> to trash me for maybe my thoughts on like glucose, glycogen, and pre diabetes. Don't trash her. It's fine. You can trash me. I need to know more about that. But yeah.
1: Well, at least you should admit that you need to know more. That's the thing, too, is you also admit, you, hey, I don't know everything. That's another thing is, hey, when people try to act like they know things that they don't, I think that's also very dangerous, especially in the fitness world. It's very dangerous. It's very oh dangerous. my God. Because I always tell people this all the time. I had a conversation with a guy yesterday. People ask me all the time, right? I'm not saying I'm like you know, s- man of muscle over swole. here, super swole, but I get a lot of people that want to get into fitness, especially
0: they want to look like you. Hey, basically, basically, how do I look like you? How do I get your chest?
1: <laughs> do lots of play shots.
0: but <laughs> bench press people. Bench press,
1: yeah. How do I get good at pull ups? Uh, uh, think. pull ups? Uh, do them? I don't know, but <laughs> when I, so we get a lot of people that hey. I'm new to working out, and their first question to me is, What supplements do you take? When I hear that question, I immediately go into a routine of things. I go, I understand where they are fitness level wise, like their knowledge base. And I, I always say, Well, what are you currently doing now? Mm-hmm. What does your diet look like? Are you doing anything besides sitting on the couch eating Cheetos? Which sounds, that sounds phenomenal, great. by the way. Wait, wait, wait,
0: go back. <laughs> is it, is <laughs> what it, kind of Cheetos? Is it, yeah, is it
1: the puffy ones? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I kind of ease them into. Let's not even talk about supplements. Let's just let's just go back. So again, we deal a lot with people that want to go from couch to back squat, just like this. And I try to tell them it's not that's not how it works. You're going to really deter yourself from wanting to work out more if you just jump, if you just yeah. hammer it hard. And that's why I try to tell them. Let's do baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, but people want that instant gratification. It's just so, it's so hard to just say, it's going to take, I was 155 when I graduated high school. I was a, my biggest threat was a gust of wind. I mean, oh I, my, I, whatever, I swear. Oh my,
0: you are, that 155 you, is not.
1: I'll show you a picture. I'm 5'11", though.
0: Yeah, but like.
1: I'll show you a picture. It's bad. I mean, my arms were literally like, it was sad. It was super sad. So then, in college, I got there and I was like, "Beer and deer meat, let's lift." I lifted every day. Beer and deer meat. What kind of beer? Uh, and usually Bud Light, but P90X. I did that for. Do You know what that is?
0: Yes, I know okay. what that is. I was alive. Yes, okay. you were I saw the commercials. But yeah, like, probably. So,
1: <laughs> so I did P90X for some time, and it, it, it worked. But I also supplemented like actual actual weights, and I would just eat a shit ton of protein, and it. I got. I got bigger, and then I realized when I graduated college that's when I started CrossFit, and I realized how out of shape I actually was. CrossFit kicked my butt.
0: CrossFit will make you feel like you've never done anything right. Every time,
1: every single time, and so will Jiu Jitsu. And so yeah. and again, it, it's just that it's just that evolution of finding out what you want to do and what works best for you. And for me, I work out. I probably lift four days a week. Um, it kind of varies, but I always hit my big lifts like bench, deadlift. Bench squat, usually kind of my split there, but <laughs>
0: can tell what's important to you. Yeah, <laughs> so most bench. guys are the same way, right? But
1: but you know, but I do a, I do I probably do way more accessory work. I do a lot of accessory work. Um, I do a lot of kettlebell stuff on my rest days, and I'm not I'm not training jiu jitsu.
0: What if we stopped calling it accessory
1: and called it what? I don't know. Well, let's let's think well, about because it's let's like coin it.
0: people think that oh, well you you called it accessory. Which means, which kind of like connotates like additional, like unnecessary, in addition to. So like we have your, you had your compound lifts, right? Bench, 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 bench. Okay. Squat, bench, deadlift, bench. Sure. The typical like nine lifts that we all do, whatever. Squat, deadlift, press. Doesn't have to be bench. And then you have your quote unquote accessory. Okay. But like those are sometimes more important than just squatting i would agree just benching so instead of calling them accessory you know the whole like accessory is necessary i'm like well that doesn't even rhyme so like let's not use that but like what can we call it instead i mean it's just strength training like it's just lifting at the end of the day i
1: think it's because it's just not a heavier weight and i think that's why i call it accessory because what i consider accessory work i do i do a lot of bands um plug Platinum band.
0: Platinum band.
1: Platinum band. <laughs> Slang it. But I do a lot of band stuff with with those. I do a lot of um, like extended arm pull-downs with bands and stuff like that. And I call that accessory work. I even call, you know, like the 90... Oh, God. Uh, bell up. I call that accessory work. What
0: about like single leg stuff? Like Bulgarian split squats, single leg deadlifts.
1: I call those movements.
0: I do a lot of movements
1: <laughs> with so weights. I do so lots of movements.
0: Like, Jefferson curls,
1: I call Jefferson curls. I call that. I would call that accessory yeah. work. I would call it accessory work, but necessary work. No, is, I, is, I don't. I don't like it. I, I call it accessory too. It's just a thought of like. But what's if, a good name for it?
0: I don't know if there is a good name. for it. Point one,
1: and then we'll start it's calling just it strength training. It is, but I think it's because it's just such a smaller muscle group that.
0: But sometimes it's not a rear foot elevated split squat, okay. a step up, I,
1: I, a I single leg that, deadlift. But I don't call it accessory work. I call accessory work like monster walks or that's
0: a warm up but that's still strength training it's just I know I'm just bringing up a point if anyone has any ideas please let us know jeez no going back to what you said before about the the supplements I think so at the end of the day anytime you make a long term a sustainable change you know change this thing this week change this thing next week it's always going to be better than just like going cold turkey or just like 0 to a 100 for you I think a lot of people like in the fitness world supplements are what's marketed to them and like for PT people always come in here and they're like what stretches can I do I'm here for stretching Mm. because stretching is what is for some reason but I don't know where this came from people have think that stretching is like the thing that fixes everyone's problems and I'm like what if I told you you didn't have to stretch and they're like (sighs) but I need to I'm like why do you think you need to take supplements like if you don't even have your shit together (sighs) Then why do you need to... Uh, it's, it, 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 it,
1: well, I think it's because it's what... Again, you got to look at what kind of PTs they were, they've were gone to in the past. I've been to PTs that were giving me stretches. I've been to multiple PTs across... Well, like I could probably say across the country. Hmm. And I've, I've, you know, I've dealt with different PTs. And the performance-based PTs, like what you guys do here at I Made to Move, and even like Vertex PT up in Columbia... Mm-hmm. They are very let's 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 load the joint let's get let's get it moving let's build it up and not oh try and you know again does the stretching help short term right it, it it
0: see you know some stuff I know what I mean it feels good short term makes It feels change.
1: good foam rolling lacrosse balling it's awesome I am all for dry needling Hannah is a phenomenal dry needler if anybody's looking for one <laughs> shameless plug. But, at the, but No,
0: I'm not a needler. I'll needle you, is. but it's, it's not my fave.
1: But at the same time, I think that if you're looking to be better, even if you're not injured, going to a PT even once every six months just to say, hey, look, I want to get better at this. Or can we do an assessment on my shoulders or on my knees or on my hips? I need to get better. Or can you give me some exercises to do? And I still think, pro, again, you should be doing this. This is why your fitness programming should be not with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. This is the. Ex, in, extre- this is why it's extremely important to have vetted your trainer.
0: Yeah, because there's so many.
1: There's so many. And some of them are just like you said. Well, if you do this program with this supplement, it's going to make your butt look bigger. It's going to give you abs. It's going to do this. And I'm going, wait, what? Because there's this one person that keeps popping up, not on my feed, but on, on one of my other pages. And it's like this cream that you rub on yourself yeah no. to help you what you, you put this cream on your abs on your butt and you wear like a, a wrap and it's like look at all this sweat coming off ew um, I'm, I'm like what is it like just you're just putting Bengay on your stomach because that would make anybody sweat saran <laughs> In Saran wrap I'm like,
0: i mean i sleep with a heating we? pad every night and, and, and that'll make you sweat right
1: and they and they people buy it they're like man look at my results i'm like Maybe it's because you're on a juice fast and you're bringing in zero calories and you're dropping astronomical amount of weight.
0: People want results then and like they want them then. They want they want to see them immediately. And so when you can be like put it on, take it off, results. Perfect. Wow, that's what I've been looking for. Results. Eight minute abs until oh seven God. minute
1: abs comes out, and then puts gonna do? eight minute abs out of business. Yeah, and that's two minute abs. You know, again, this is where I, I still say it's an investment. I've spent I spend more money on myself than I have on, I mean, probably anything else. I think
0: not um, your kid. Damn, that's no, selfish, no. Adam. That poor kid.
1: He's only 18 months old, so I haven't spent that much on him yet. Ooh, yeah, good <laughs> yeah. Day. I'm actually still paying him off. He's on a credit card, but um.
0: We got a loan,
1: zero percent interest for twenty four oh months. I got, I, I got the least two. and I get points back. Anyways, um, airline points, <laughs> airline points, so I can take myself my ass on vacation.
0: But I think it's we know that it's a priority, and we're obviously very biased, and we we live this way. And are we also, biased though, or do we just know? I think that's the problem.
1: I, I think it's because no. we know.
0: No, it's because we're biased. We're never we never know that we're right. We could always be wrong. Eve loves to remind me of this, like. We are all very biased because of our personal experiences, because of our beliefs, because of everything we've ever gone through, and because of, like, we practice it every day. Sure. Which, like, if we were to be preaching anything else, it would go against everything that we do. Like, if I were to preach, CrossFit is bad for you, and strength training is bad for you, well, then, like, shit, like, what what have I been doing for the last few years? Like, that doesn't confirm my biases,
1: Oh, okay, I was thinking in the sense of obesity, well, okay. we're, we're, no, no, we're no, no, biased. No. I'm like, wait, hold on.
0: No, of the whole like fitness should be a priority, like fitness, not just health. I think there's a difference. But, oh, I agree. How do you get someone to make this a priority? Like, is it possible? Because when someone comes to you or they come to me and they're like, oh, I want to do this. And then they, they look at the price, or they look at what they're gonna have to do for it, and then it's gonna be hard. If it's not a priority, or if they don't value it, they're not gonna come back. They're not gonna do it. And you can't change that no. in, in that moment. Like I've had multiple, I've had someone multiple times try to start this, and every time cancel, every time never mind. And it's like I can't tell you anything that will make you think that this is a priority. Like you have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. So that- how do you? Do does, that. Does that bother you? Yeah, it bothers me.
1: So you take it personally?
0: For sure. Why? Because it's the thing that I believe in and do every single day and I've worked for like so long to be able to do this and I see results. I mean, it's just like you're like why are you not trusting me? Like so let's say I have like someone in my life that has like a lot of neck pain. And they will literally never listen to someone who is very close to them and has gone to school for this and has, is educated and deals with this every day. But it's, no, well, I think the, the chiropractor told me that my, my neck is out of alignment. And I'm like, well, you're like 60 years old. So, you know what I mean? Like, Like, it would be so easy for you to just, like, trust me and, like, listen to me. And, and actually, like, work out and lift weights and do these things that are healthy for you and manage your stress and sleep and blah, blah, blah. But yet, if I can't get that person to listen to me and trust me and do the things, and like, yeah, I'm going to take it personal.
1: Yeah. I Do you not? No. I used to. Yeah. I used to try to change. So whenever I started, for those that don't know, I wrote a page on Instagram with, like, 350,000 followers. And so I used to get a lot of <laughs> DMs about people who had a lot of questions about how to make changes in their life and whatever I would offer advice. Some of them would, or they would just tell me I was wrong in my post. That's something I posted that I was wrong. And I would usually, sometimes I would spend hours arguing with this person that I'd never even met before about how this is, yeah. this is why I was, this is, this is my view. And this is why I think I'm quote unquote right. And this is why you're quote unquote wrong. And I ended up having to take a step back from that and just say, well, have a safe day. <laughs> You know why? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I want to spend time on someone that does trust me, that does value what I say, that I know can make a better person. And then whenever I do get those messages from people that are saying, hey, man, your program helped me save this kid. Your program helped me win the shooting I was in. Your program helped me catch this bad guy just murdered four people. That, there is no better DM in the world. That well, That trumps – well. <laughs> That trumps. Plus, it's like, "You won a million dollars!" No, <laughs> but that, but that definitely trumps all the ones where I'm like, "But, but, but, but you don't understand." And that just came with my experience of also being a cop. Trust me, you deal with people that are trying to tell you you're a liar and you're wrong all the time, and you're like, at them, you're like, "You're still going to jail anyways, dickhead." So it is what it is. But at the same time. I, I used to beat myself up and I used to take it personally. It's like, man, maybe I am wrong. And then I realized I had a lot of, co- I build that confidence in myself to say, I'm very confident in my answer and in my ability. And if you don't trust me, well then that's, it's going to be a loss for you.
0: Well, I should start saying that. No, I just take, I mean, have a safe day. Have a safe day. Have a, have a strong day.
1: Have a strong day.
0: That'll be mine.
1: Oh yeah. Have a strong day, wink, and then turn around. Oh. Have a strong day, like, Wait. She just went Am I? Am I not strong? Wait. 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 And, she, and she. And she didn't even look back when she walked away.
0: <laughs> I mean, what month is it? It's December. That's twelve. All day. I started this in May. So seven months. I've been doing. I've been a doctor of physical therapy for seven months. I'm getting better about not taking it personally, but I also feel like I have no. an obligation. And it's sad when I'm like, I could help you. Like you could learn so much. You could do this. You could get out of pain. You could feel better. And it's. Like I get it, you're not going to change people overnight, but it is still frustrating. I lay in bed and I'm like, "What could I have said differently? But like, those, what can I do with this person?" But those people
1: you have helped, think about how help, think about how grateful they are for you and how grateful. I'd rather help those people, and they're going to tell those people, and they're going to tell those people how yeah. how much Hannah Briel helped me play golf again, or whatever. I don't know what your clients actually do, but I just think you're saying golf and tennis because we're on Daniel Island, oh right? Yeah, that's what
0: you think, but but. <laughs>
1: They help me walk my Shih Tzu again, but you know, I mean, at the same time, it's you can't beat yourself up, and there are going to be times where you're going to be like, "Well, Dan, maybe I should have said something different." Again, there is a learning curve with patient client, or uh, I guess uh, doctor patient privilege. I was thinking about the right terms. Therapist
0: to use there. alliance.
1: Therapist Alliance. Is that what
0: we're calling it? Therapist, patient therapist. I don't remember. I don't remember. The
1: bond. Okay. The, the relationship. That, yes. Yes. The bond you're supposed to have. Sure, you're going to get better with, you know, with empathy and all these things, but it's still better to just focus on those people that want to be here, that are like excited to come in, to show you what they, show you what they're able to do. Spend your time and energy on people that are going to make you better. And that includes your patients. And that's, yeah. that's, that's how I always again, I am not a healthcare provider, so I say patients, I'm just been people in general. Like, I just want to surround myself with people that want to be here, want to know my knowledge and uh, and you're also going to learn from them too. you know I mean you, you know, you're going to learn different routes from them, but the people that just kind of walk out the door and don't, and don't do anything have a sick day
0: it's It's a balance because I want people to be skeptical like I, I enjoy when people are skeptical because I think that's how everyone should be about their healthcare and blah 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 like. But then, uh, yeah, you're right. Like also just like saving your energy for the most part. And that's – like some people I, I legit want to be like, are you ready for this? Like are you actually yeah. – are you going to commit? Because if not, I don't want your money.
1: Yeah. Don't waste my time because there are people that want me to – you know, I have other people that want me to work with them. Right? I would
0: like to think that it's never wasted money. Like they're going to find something beneficial. Obviously, I wouldn't do this if it was a waste in any sense. Sure. But I'm like you could get – if you can get 100% out of this or you can get 10% out of this, like if you're going to pay this amount of money, I would rather you do it if you're going to get 100%. Like don't do it if you're going to half ass it. Like come back when you're ready and then we can make so much more progress.
1: And you're going to have again, that's going to make you a better PT cuz you're going to have clients who then refer you. But again, you got to also it's almost like it's not even like a doctor patient thing. It's almost like a coach coach athlete thing like that's that's how so you that's probably very should much
0: is. Is, we are coaches yeah Yeah, like we're, I say we're life coaches
1: you are because I mean if their knees are bad because they're overweight you need to hit on the nutrition side you know if they're I mean it's it's like a circle I would say that a lot because it I mean it is it always go, it always comes back around and I just hope if anybody gets anything out of this podcast I just hope that or this episode I just hope that it's it's from my experience dealing with People here, not only at Made to Move, but but PTs that do want you to be better, is it's ext- it's extremely important to vet your PT to also know that they are there to help you. And if they're trying to push you to be better, they're not doing it because they want because they're just dicks. They really they really are there to make you better. Like and it's it's I mean Eve has helped me tremendously throughout the years. Um,
0: People are going to think that I've like plugged you in as like a Made to Move advertisement. I'm is not, great. I have not. I paid made, him for this. I
1: have I have been with I have been with E before. Made to move even existed. Wow. In his brain.
0: Maybe you're why it exists. Maybe, Maybe you're why I I'm am. sitting here right now recording this. Maybe for you.
1: I am made to move.
0: Wait, we're all made. To-
1: <laughs> <laughs> End episode. Oh my god. No.
0: Okay. So where can people find you? What are you doing oh, in 2021? Because um, by the time I post this, it'll probably be 2021.
1: Really? You're that so, far behind? Yeah.
0: No, I'm that far ahead. I um, have like seven backlogged. Sure.
1: <laughs> um, sure, just sure a
0: she does, yeah. <laughs> so, wait, we didn't even in- even introduce you. Oh, who are
1: you? So, my name is Adam Hadari, <laughs> and it, I am oh, the
0: Hadari. I thought it was Hatery.
1: Oh, I've been called multiple things Hadari. Um, Got Hadari, Hadari Hatery, hair hairdryer. Feel free just to call me Adam. <laughs> um, I am the founder and CEO of Effective Fitness Training. And I also run a page on Instagram called Police Post, which is a police-oriented page that provides training tips for law enforcement, but also helps explain things that law enforcement does uh, for the public. So when you see a use of force, especially in the current climate, I try to break it down so that people can digest it and really understand why cops do the things that they do, good cops and bad cops. But we just try to make sure we are very relevant and very open with the public. But again, my main passion is uh, benching, fuck, benching, and fuck the standard.
0: Fuck the standard.
1: Got to train above the standard, people. Hannah, thank you for having so, me on. Yeah,
0: thank you. Uh, Adam, invested. Adam, hairdryer. Adam, hairdryer. <laughs> that one was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode head on over to Instagram, find us at Healthy Charleston, leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.